People are stupid. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial 442. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. This is our final episode before the midterm elections. And to celebrate, we are going to create, right within this episode, a special 11-minute millennial designed for your visit to the polling place. Why 11 minutes? We'll explain that in a couple of minutes. But first of all, um, Pam and I, we put on our straight caps and we watched our Dodgers lose, didn't we? Your Dodgers. I am a San Francisco Giants fan. So why were you watching then? (laughs) Because I get wrapped up in the hoopla of the world. The World Series is really great. Like, there's nothing more magical than fall baseball, honestly. And anybody thinks baseball is boring, you should just tune into the World Series because that's when the the stakes are the highest. It's great. It's magic. And uh, were you wrapped up in that one game that went on for like 10 hours? Oh my God. Yes. I didn't even realize how long it was going. And then I looked at the clock and it was past midnight. I think it wrapped at 1230 in the morning, which is 3am Boston time. Even though the score wasn't moving, they were they were stuck in a tie for like six, seven innings in overtime. You still lost track of time. Yes, it was just it was crazy. A normal baseball game goes nine innings and they played until the bottom of the 18th when the Dodgers won in a walk-off win. Uh-huh. That's like double the amount of baseball that you should play. It was crazy. Yeah. So I was actually in California over the weekend and I tuned in because I wanted to be a part of the excitement. I like watching these finals too, whether it's baseball or football, even basketball sometimes. I like getting wrapped up in it because the stakes are high. So I tuned in and um, it got to around like 9 p.m. Pacific time. And I was tired because being a little jet lagged and having a long day and whatnot. So I decided to turn it off. And then I I wake up in the morning and I love asking Siri sports stuff. She's really good at that. Bad at a lot of of things, but good at at answering sport questions. And I said, "Uh, Siri, what was the final score of last night's game? And she she told me the eight they went to the eighteenth inning. I was like, "What the fuck? I can't imagine watching that entire game. I would have never done that i I you know i don't I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I tuned in in the sixth inning, but it's still I basically got a whole game in there after they finished playing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and crazy. I do feel you know honestly I know that everybody that's listening that's a baseball fan they understand the bitter rivalry between the Giants and the Dodgers. I have no ill will towards anybody that's a Dodgers fan, and I actually do feel really bad for their fans because they've gone back to back to the World Series and they haven't been able to come home with rings. That right. really sucks. Yeah, sorry, Laura. I know you weren't watching the baseball game, the big baseball game, but you had some interesting experiences of your own this past week. Yeah. Um mainly instead of enjoying America's favorite pastime. That is baseball, right? Uh, yeah. That's what okay. they say. Not according to the ratings, but yes. Okay, good. I was like, I started to, the sentence started to come out of my mouth and I was like, oh, I don't know enough about sports ball to be making this statement. Um, but while you guys were doing that, I had a really weird encounter with one of my neighbors. So the other night I was out walking Canela 
And uh, we have like a kind of dumpster situation down like at the end of our parking lot. And so I usually take her, you know, down there to poop because everyone lets their dogs poop there and it's a dumpster and nobody really cares. And so we're down there and I noticed that on the sign by the dumpster, there was a paper that was like taped there. And I was like, huh, I wonder what that says. So I quickly took a picture of it um, just to like, so I could look at it on my phone and zoom in on it and see what the paper said. Turned out it was just a maid service that was advertising itself in the area. But right after I do this, all of a sudden, like out of my periphery, one of my neighbors like walks, like kind of comes like stomping up towards me and goes, did you just take a picture? And I went, uh, what? Because I was just confused about why she was approaching me in this way. And I, and then she followed up by being like, is that you who's been taking pictures of my porch? And I went, uh, uh, no. <laughs> and apparently she has like a lot of crap on her porch, like just a lot of stuff she needs to throw away. And I guess one of the neighbors has been taking pictures of that and like sending it to the HOA and complaining about it. But whoever it is never confronted her in person. So she doesn't know who did it. And so she saw me take a picture by the dumpster, which by the way, is not like you cannot visually see her porch from there. (laughs) Right. And just like automatically wanted to assume it was me. And I was like, ma'am, I'm sorry, but it really wasn't me. You know, I'm sorry that happened to you. But truly, I was just taking a picture of this. And she just kind of walked away from me and was like, well, I thought I saw you. But if I was wrong, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) At least she apologized. (laughs) I mean, kind of in a bitchy way, though. Yeah, totally. Maybe she was on her last warning. Maybe. I don't know. Like, she was throwing away carpets and stuff. Like, I was like, I've never even seen your porch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're in a different building from me. Why would I want to look at that? But I just, I don't have luck with these middle-aged white ladies, man. Laura, I think uh, we said it before. We'll have to say it again. Our next homes will not be condos. They will be standalone homes where we don't have to interact with neighbors. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking hate having But you know what, though? Even standalone homes, like, there's drama in that, too. Of course. My mom is a first-time... Yeah, my mom's a first-time homeowner, and she didn't realize, because we've never owned our own house, we've always rented, that she's responsible for sweeping the leaves off of the sidewalk in front of the house, because it's a liability. Yeah. Liability? That's not ice. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, now you know. Well, touching on something um, depressing, unfortunately, I wanted to start a new mini segment in shooting the shit called Laura's Rage of the Week, because I'm always mad about something. This week, what I'm pissed off about is that the children of Jamal Khashoggi, who is the Saudi journalist who was murdered for uncovering evidence of Saudi Arabia's use of chemical weapons in Yemen, uh, his children were forced to do a photo op with Saudi's crown prince to make it look like there were no hard feelings about the fact that they dismembered uh, their father with a fucking bone saw. Absolutely sickening. Yeah. And this picture, I don't know if y'all saw it, but they got a picture of his son in the handshake. Like if his son could have burned holes through the prince's head with his eyes, he would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
absolutely disgusting. And I know we didn't get much time to talk about, or we haven't had any time to talk about that story as a matter of fact, but I felt like this was a really important point that we needed to drive home is that um, the Saudi royal family does some really fucked up shit. And I think that a lot of times, especially here in the West, people only think about Saudi Arabia as it relates to things like 9-11 and how those things have impacted us in the West. But um, they're also doing terrible things to their people. And it's good to remember that, too, because I think he's being praised right now for how um, modern he is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. everyone was like, oh, the crown prince is so cool because he lets women drive and he shows Black Panther or the Emoji movie or whatever. It's like... A lot of that is a cover-up to the nefarious things that are happening behind closed doors. Exactly. Just like this photo op was. Yeah. Exactly. Can each of your rages of the week end with you just screaming for a second? Sure. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I feel like that was somewhat passionate, but also subdued. Well, I live in a condo. I can't. You know, if I start screaming my head off, my neighbor's going to call 911. That's true. That's true. She's called 911 on me for a lot less. <laughs> so. When I, I, I'll have to do one of these rages of the week one time and uh, scream. There I would go. I would do it now, but it's a little too early in the show. I don't want to lose my voice. Anyway, we wanted to also share an announcement before we get into this 11-minute millennial. We recently added a new pledge level at patreon.com slash millennial. This is our most affordable pledge level yet. It's called DTF. No, it's not down to fuck. It's down to fund. And thank you to Pam for coming up with this one. We were trying to figure out a name for it. Laura and I were going back and forth, and then Pam just swooped in and was like, what about down to fund? And we were like, oh, shit. That's a great one. So, good on you, Pam. Yeah, Pam's Thanks. always just there to smooth things over. <laughs> and at this level, again, it's $1 per month. You'll get ad-free millennial as well as your name on our thank you page. Of course, we have uh, other ben- benefits as well. The more you pledge monthly, the more you will receive. You can check them all out over at patreon.com slash millennial we really do need your support to keep this show going so we really appreciate you pledging at any level we thought we would we thought we would introduce the dtf level to um, make it as easy as possible for people just a buck and then uh, speaking of patrons we just wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to indrani who sent us some really incredible fan art of us <laughs> she had emailed us a couple of weeks ago and was like hey can i have your permission to draw you guys and i was like fuck i don't care like sketch me laying naked on a couch with a necklace on it you know i'll <laughs> do do what you want and uh I didn't say that. That would have been very creepy to say to somebody who I don't really know. Anyway, she got back to us really quick with this sketch. She just did it for fun, just just to practice. And it's pretty phenomenal. It has the three of us. It also has Matt and Elisa. And then it's also got Ghost Micah floating above a chair. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) And then uh, Pam... Yours, so I think you're sitting down front and center, right? I th- yeah, I think so. I think I'm reading a book. Yeah, and it says on it, a good book. And then on the other flap, it says good people, I think. Is that a reference to something you've said on the show? I don't know. 
<laughs> maybe i've been trying to figure it out and yes like we could just ask look i just kind of say things and then forget them right away oh my god i here so <laughs> that is me too i feel like everything else in the fan art is a reference from the show so i assume that would be too totally so thank you and johnny for that wonderful art uh maybe um we'll have to have you send us a a copy of it if you could scan a few copies then and mail it over to us i think we'd love to have them mm-hmm. so like i said at the top of the show we are going to do something unique this week we are about to create an 11 minute millennial um, michelle obama in september revealed that in 2016 the average length of time voters wait in line at the polling place was about 11 minutes so we thought why don't we create an 11 minute episode of the show that you can play while you're waiting in line at the polling place this Tuesday. So y'all ready? I'm yes. I'm going to have mm-hmm. a timer. So this is going to be exactly 11 minutes. And uh, okay, here we go, everybody. People are stupid. Live to tape. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to 11 Minute Millennial. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. <laughs> For the next 10 minutes and 32 seconds, we are just going to shoot the shit and have some fun to help you kill time while waiting in line. Laura, you voted early. Is that correct? I did. I voted on the first day of early voting here in Georgia. I voted late last week. I uh, It was very quick. I did it, I think, like a, a Wednesday, late morning. There was no wait. I went right in, sat sat right down and voted. It was quick and easy. Pam, how about you? I actually have a mail-in ballot, so I'm going to fill that out and probably drop it off tomorrow. Usually I drop it off the day of so that I can do this social media post and encourage people that follow my stuff to vote too. But I won't be in town, so I got to make sure I get that done before I fly out to LA. Yeah. It was stressing me out knowing that early voting was open, but that I hadn't done it yet. And the reason I did it well over a week early was because I just wanted to get that pressure off of my chest. But goddamn, does it feel good to go and vote and know that your opinion matters? Yeah, it really does. Um, I felt the same anxiety when early voting opened here in Georgia, just because of how contentious our gubernatorial race is. Mm-hmm. I was um, really, really wanting to get my vote cast as soon as possible because with everything that's going on, the voter suppression, I was like, I don't want to leave it till the last minute and then have something happen that prevents me from voting. Yeah. So <laughs> what are we all going to be doing on election day itself? <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to be driving voters to the polls. Nice. I took the day off work. I'm going to be walking from my bed to the TV and just staring at CNN all day. I'm going to be glued (laughs) to the news as it comes in. It's going to be a day where I will absolutely positively get nothing done. Right. Pam, Pam, do you have any plans? No, I have some friends that are going to be in town. So I'll probably be a little bit tipsy at a bar and they'll probably have the results on. So it'll make anything that passes that I'm not a fan of easier to stomach. Yeah. You know, um... My favorite gay bar here in Chicago, they're having an election night viewing party. 
but <laughs> I am still scarred from that election night party that Laura, Elisa, Matt, and I went to in DC. That was like the worst night of my life. Which one was that? Oh, for the 2016 election. For the presidential election? Yeah, we watched Trump oh, win. Oh, no. It was awful. <laughs> it was that's, horrible, that's Pam, because really we bad. basically, like, we made a big deal, and we invited a bunch of our listeners who lived in the area. So we had, like, what, 10 to 12 listeners turn out to join us. We reserved a spot at a uh, liberal-friendly bar in D.C. <laughs> they had themed drinks. Spirits were high. We were walking in being like, yeah, I'm really worried about the Senate, but I think Hillary's got this. <laughs> and, and then she didn't have this. Yeah. Um, and we had to pile certain members of our panel into Ubers because they were drunk and crying. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Andrew and I ended up walking through the streets of DC back to the hotel and it was silent. It was just silent except for the sounds of people like quietly weeping as they yeah. walked through the city streets. Yeah. And remember DC, very liberal town. Even if you were a Republican, I feel like that night there was a big air of uncertainty. Cuz like you kind of wanted Trump, but did you really want Trump to win? No, we well, I think only I think only four percent of people in the district voted for him. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um. So anyway, like I can't go to another election night party because what if we lose again? I don't want to be in that same situation where I'm sad and drunk at the Scarred bar. For life. <laughs> anyway, if if the polls are looking good, maybe Pat and I will run down real quick just so we can celebrate with our fellow gays. But um. For this 11-minute millennial, we went on Patreon and we asked our Facebook official supporters what you have to say for this 11-minute millennial. Chung Ning said, Hello, shining example of democracy. Show the rest of us you live up to the name. Please vote. Sarah Spiva said, Just wanted to give a shout-out to Katie Hill. She's running against Republican incumbent Steve Knight in my hometown district, and she's an old acquaintance. If anyone is voting in Santa Clarita Valley, Valencia, Newhall, Canyon Country, and Stevenson Ranch neighborhoods, remember, it's super important to vote. She's pro-common sense gun, tr- gun control, running as a bisexual candidate, and she's incredibly poised and well-spoken. I really would love to see her take the SCV out of the dark ages. Sean says, is it supposed to be standard practice for polling places to give out I voted stickers? I've never received one from my polling place and it disappoints me every year. Whoa, you got ripped off. Yeah, you're missing out. (laughs) I agree. I would be so bummed. My polling place, and I wonder if this is for the entire city of Chicago, I'm guessing so. They don't give out stickers, they give out wristbands. I saw that on your Twitter and I thought it was really weird. Yeah, I don't really like it. Um, I wore it for a day, but then like it's hard to shower with. <laughs> Just gets wet. <laughs> so I couldn't really wear it for long. Kelsey said, I offered my students a couple of extra credit points if they can show me proof that they vote. Ballot receipts, picture at the poll, picture with mail and ballot, etc. I'm not telling them to vote any certain way, just to vote. Do you think this is ethical? Yes. I think yeah. that totally is. You're just encouraging them to participate in their democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, Sarah said, election related, in 2016, a bunch of kids wore their parents' I voted stickers to my work, and I'm really hoping I'll 
see just as many this time. It was amazing because kids as young as five were super excited to talk about the election and their parents voting. Also, my sister is voting for the first time this year. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Have you guys seen people carving pumpkins that just say, vote? Yeah. (laughs) No, but that's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good idea. So thanks to some of our patrons for for those pieces of feedback. I also wanted to give a couple... I also wanted to talk about a couple of stories, and we have three minutes, 42 seconds left. You two use Twitter pretty actively, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Twitter is reportedly planning to remove likes, getting rid of the like button. Why? Jack Dorsey, the CEO, told employees at an in-house event last week that he was, quote, not a fan of the heart-shaped button and that it would be eliminated, quote, soon. In a tweet, the Twitter communications team said it is rethinking everything about the platform. The Now, this is what I don't get. The removal of the like button is said to be aimed at improving the quality of debate on Twitter, preventing people from showing favoritism in a tweet thread by liking the comments they agree with. What is wrong with that? That's stupid. Twitter, if you want to improve your platform, I have one piece of advice for you. Ban Donald Trump. (laughs) I have another one. Add a fucking edit button. Oh, my God. Yes. What year is this? And I know what people will say. Well, you don't you don't want a message to get shared and then somebody edits it like a day later. Don't only let them edit it for like a minute, a minute after posting. Then it's locked forever. We we notice our mistakes right after posting. So just give us that ability, please. Oh, it's so frustrating. So I really hate this because, look, we all enjoy getting likes on Twitter. It's it's good to know if a tweet is resonating with people or not um now you'll just have to rely on retweets but so often i like to use the like button as like a nod just like a a, a, like yes i see that Mm -hmm. yeah i do the same thing especially people like take the time to reply to something that you've said sometimes i don't have anything to say back but i want them to know that i appreciate their contribution right to you know the conversation also, I use it as a bookmark system, like to circle back to articles that I want to read later. So if you get rid of that, what am, I'm going to have to download Pocket again. Oh, I used to use Pocket. Damn, they're just throwing us back to the Stone Ages. Yeah, I'm just really disappointed in Twitter. Like, I, I enjoy that feedback from the likes. And if you get rid of that, I, I'll feel like I'll be talking to a wall most of the time. And I wanted to share one more story in 11-Minute Millennial. The Wall Street Journal has confirmed a big Disney Parks rumor that has been brought up in fan communities for years. People frequently scatter ashes in the parks. And it's gotten to the point where they actually have a code for it amongst the employees. It's called a... The code is HEPA Cleanup. It refers to um, the special kind of filter you need to suck up very fine particles. Um, But the human ashes have been spread in flower beds, on bushes, on Magic Kingdom lawns, outside the park gates, and during fireworks displays. The most popular place to dump them, unsurprisingly, is the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I wonder if any of these people think about the fact that their loved ones are going to be sucked up into a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I. you know what? I kind of get it as somebody who loves Disney parks. 
but I'm also like, your those remains are probably going to get removed. So, what are you doing? I mean, that's anyway. the point of ashes, anyway, right? Like, they go away. True. Well, I guess with the haunted mansion, they kind of—I feel like that's the only ride you don't have to clean because it's supposed to look old. So maybe they figure they'll last longer there than they will, like on Main Street. Yeah. All right, time is up. Thank you, everybody, for voting, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. That was fun. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we have some news to get to. And by the way, that will be released as a separate audio file, so you can listen to it uh, as easily as possible. Before we move on, it's time for a word from our first sponsor, the Emmy-winning pioneers in DVR home entertainment, TiVo. They have a new product I'm really excited about, TiVo Bolt. It is the best way to binge your shows. We spend a lot of time talking about cool life hacks that can enhance your life, and one I've been telling you about recently is buying an antenna. Yes, an antenna might sound like an archaic idea, but it's not at all. You can go online and buy a digital antenna for your TV for no more than $30. Once you plug it into your TV, you have free access to all your local TV channels like NBC, CBS, ABC, etc. Free. Utterly free. And HD. This is a great way to enjoy TV but still save money. And then, as a millennial who enjoys the digital lifestyle, you need a way to record your shows, skip commercials, and access all your apps. For that, I want you to buy the TiVo Bolt OTA for antenna or TiVo Bolt Vox for cable. This system is an all-in-one solution for TV and movie watchers. Not only will you get your live channels, you'll also be able to stream Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, etc. This is an all-in-one smart TV box that gives you access to everything you watch on TV. One box, one remote. Thanks to TiVo's experience in the game, it brings everything together into one place As someone who believes in the mantra, less is more, the TiVo Bolt is exactly what I was looking for for my home entertainment setup. TiVo has put together a deal just for our listeners, 20% off any TiVo Bolt OTA or TiVo Bolt Vox. Just head to TiVo.com slash M-I-L-L-20 and remember promo code M-I-L-L-20. Again, that's TiVo.com slash M-I-L-L-20 with promo code M-I-L-L-20 for 20% off. We want to talk about the pipe bomb scare that happened last week. But before that, we also wanted to mention this horrible shooting in Pittsburgh. Uh, 11 people were killed at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill, Pennsylvania. Six more were injured. The gunman is in police custody. And we're not going to discuss this or analyze it too much but i just wanted to say this is just really disturbing that this would occur in a place of worship unfortunately not the first time and i don't even see much of a gun control debate this time i feel like we're kind of getting past that now yeah we're definitely at the point where i think most people are numb and sort of overstimulated with this kind of occurrence And I think that we all know what everyone's going to say. From the right, you're going to get the typical guns don't kill people, people kill people. And it's a a lone wolf and mental illness as long as the shooter's white. If they are black or brown, they're obviously thugs and terrorists. (laughs) 
And then from the left, you're going to get um, a range of different arguments in regards to what we should do for gun control. So we already know what everybody's going to say. So nobody's even like, nobody wants to have the argument anymore. Right. This guy used that big assault rifle too, right? The AR-15. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, and worth noting, um, one of the victims was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, yeah. So she survived the Holocaust, came to the U.S. to escape, and was murdered in her synagogue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful. In lighter news, let's talk about another oh, hate crime. Jesus Christ. Uh, so uh, over this past week, sure, everybody has been paying attention to this story. Um, a total of 14 pipe bombs were mailed to high profile Democrats, Trump critics and media outlets. Um, but by media outlets, we pretty much just mean CNN. <laughs> Um, And this is a pretty transparent attempt to terrorize progressives in the country Um, for a list of the people and organizations who were sent these uh, pipe bombs, George Soros, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, Maxine Waters, John Brennan, Robert De Niro, uh, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, James Clapper, Kamala Harris, and Tom Steyer. Uh, Also, yesterday, the news broke that another suspicious package was intercepted on its way to CNN in Atlanta. Um, The day that the story broke, the uh, CNN New York had to be evacuated. It's just been a fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. Luckily, no one has been hurt. No. Thankfully, I mean, they were able to intercept all of these packages, but... The thing that really needs to be driven home is that the FBI has come out and said, like, hey, these weren't, like, a joke. <laughs> like, right. they were they were intended to harm people. Right. And while they didn't hurt anyone, it's... And, and we're very thankful for that. We're also... I'm not surprised that they didn't get to anybody. If you're mailing these to high-profile people, chances are they're... Mail is getting screened anyway. So what the hell is this guy thinking? Is Did he legitimately think that these packages would actually reach the people they were intended for? Or is it to send a message? Like, what? what is this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We can't really speculate for him. But, I mean, there's a couple of facts that, that we should know about this gentleman. Um, one, he's from Florida. Florida, uh, for our international listeners, is uh, our crazy state. It's the part of the union that the rest of us just look at and we're like, why can't you just be normal? Right. Because all this crazy, like any kind of weird ass news story, most of the what the fuck news stories we cover on this show, by the way, originate in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This guy, I mean, he had a van that was just papered in Trump stickers in Hillary for prison, 2016 stickers and all kinds of crazy shit like that. So this is somebody who was, who has clearly been emboldened by a lot of the rhetoric that the president has espoused over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us to the question of, um, to what extent do we think Trump is responsible for this? 
I given given that Caesar was such was clearly such a big Trump fan. In addition to this van, he was at some of the Trump rallies. CNN pulled some old footage and and found him holding up signs at these rallies. Um, I think Trump is absolutely to blame here. I I think I think we should give him half of the blame. Half of it is this guy being psycho the other half is trump actually encouraging this unfortunately we're never going to get that sort of admission out of trump and also unfortunately um trump isn't going to change his ways he's going to act exactly how he was unless like 10 people follow caesar's lead trump is not going to change anything about his attacks i don't think he'll change anything regardless of how many people sort of step up to the bigoted plate, as it were. Um, following the the point where CNN was sent bombs, Trump tweeted, a very big part of the anger we see today in our, in our world, this thing's cut off, um, has gotten so bad and hateful that it is beyond description. Mainstream media must clean up its act fast. So yeah, let's blame the victims. <laughs> Fuck you, CNN, for receiving a bomb. Well, then, it's... Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, and then later on, when he was asked by a reporter if he would, you know, finally turn down his hateful rhetoric, uh, he responded by saying, I could turn it up, actually. The media is very bad. <laughs> what? It is really awful how we as a society can't step back and be like, wait a second, the mainstream media is not actually fake news. They are reporting facts. That's what they live and die by, reporting the truth. So for Trump to stand up here, as he always does, and call them fake news, and then blame these attacks on people being frustrated by fake news is mind-blowingly annoying because we, we just aren't operating in reality anymore. And we've gotten so conditioned to these attacks on the media that, like, we can't even cry about it like we should be. Like, this is actually depressing. It is actually depressing that Trump is blaming what he calls fake news when the fake news is actually the truth. Yeah, exactly. CNN isn't out there to piss anybody off. They are out there to report the information that they gather using multiple sources, using reliable sources. Oh my God. Is it 2020? Honestly, like the other thing that really disturbs me about this too, is not necessarily just the hit that the mainstream media takes, like, you know, this bomb being sent to CNN, but also how the toxic rhetoric affects smaller organizations. Look what happened in Baltimore. Look at what happens to pit reporters that are trying to do their jobs covering Trump rallies or electoral, um, you know, election years and stuff. It's just we've seen time and time again how toxic those environments are for these people that are just there to do a job. Right, right. But words, like, they hold weight. And if this isn't enough for people to see that, then I don't even know what to say. Yeah, Yeah, they hold weight, particularly when they come from the president of the United States. Right. Like Pam, you said, they're there to do their job. They're, they're also there to do something that they are passionate about. Chances are, if you're in journalism, you're, you're passionate about reporting the news. 
Oh, and to let be, me tell you, no one's doing it for the money. <laughs> and and to be attacked this way by the president, I just can't imagine what this does to your mental health. But you are still driven to pursue this career because you believe in reporting the truth and getting accurate information out there. It's really tough. It's not easy. And you have to think on your feet a lot. I actually did hard news for a few years before I went into pop culture. And from the little I've seen, I can't even imagine what some of these people go through day to day. And it just disgusts me Mm -hmm. that there are people out there that would prefer that the entire, you know, um, population of the world's journalists would just go away. Because guess what, if that's what do you really want that? I don't think anybody really understands what that means. That means that you are, first of all, not going to have a paper trail to like what happens later on. So forget about, you know, researching stuff that happens in the past, but also you're not going to know anything that's going on. And I don't think that's a world that people really want to live in. But I just think that people that believe that mainstream media should just go away don't realize what that implication really means. Mm -hmm. Because they feed off of knowing what's happening. Right. Right. I feel like that's kind of akin to people who just want to get rid of the federal government. Like, I don't want the federal government telling me what to do. But then they don't realize how much they benefit from federal money. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, and this Laura mentioned that all this wacky shit happens in Florida. Even wackier, this guy was a pizza delivery man. And he drove this Trump van around to deliver pizzas. The woman who employed him, I watched an interview with her, is a lesbian. He hates gay people. But this woman still employed him because he was really good at his job. That's what she said on CNN. I was like, wow, this guy hates uh, gays like you and also hates black people and is clearly psychotic, but he does good at delivering pizza so you keep him around <laughs> delivering pizzas in his trump fan with crosshairs on on democrats that's so florida <laughs> yeah but also a really good example of how tolerance is possible <laughs> yeah i guess so right and i don't because think, she i don't think he, he would, would employ her. her the same exactly <laughs> exactly so My i did God. we did want to kind of um to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, we wanted to talk about um, that nutcase who last year, a year and a half or so ago, total Bernie bro, who uh, ended up shooting and trying to kill Republican congressmen at their baseball game. Mm-hmm. So how, how does this story sort of compare to that for everybody? I feel like this is a story that is being brought up by a lot of folks on the right as sort of a a way to draw an equivalency between liberal crazies and conservative crazies. They're comparing apples to oranges. Bernie didn't encourage violence. He didn't encourage body slamming CNN on Twitter like Trump did with that uh, uh, gif that one time. That that really pissed me off. Um, And Bernie wasn't calling Republicans the enemy of the people. He he, It was a completely different situation. If Bernie was encouraging it or hint, even hinting at violent behavior, 
then yes, you could draw a parallel here, but these are very different situations. Yeah, I agree. Bernie also got on the Senate floor and denounced it after it happened. So he took a very clear stance against that kind of violence on top of the fact that he was not encouraging anything like that. And all this, by the way, coming from somebody who really dislikes Bernie Sanders. I really, really don't like Bernie Sanders. I think he's a cult of personality. And I think that in and of itself can be very dangerous, especially when you're in a country that's as polarized as this one is right now. But it does bother me when people try to draw this false equivalency between this instance of the of a liberal shooter and this instance of a conservative sending pipe bombs to Democrats. Because my my answer to that is, okay, so you got one, right? Like you're like, okay, there's the one Democrat shooter who went out and did this. But we can name multiple conservative individuals, even just within the last week, who have mm-hmm. perpetrated acts against innocent people in the name of the rhetoric that Trump has been spewing for the last four years. Right. Right. So it's not the same thing. Nope. Yeah, we're biased, but still, it's not the same thing. (laughs) But I think even if you're approaching it objectively, it's not the same thing. There's no such thing, unfortunately, as approaching things objectively with certain deplorables. By the way, I've seen a good comment uh, on Twitter recently. People have been like, can we call that guy deplorable? Hmm? Hmm? That is a deplorable Trump supporter. That is one of those people in that basket that Hillary referred to about two years ago. I miss her. Ready to move on? Yeah, I think I need a story that's going to help make me feel better. Ooh, how about make you feel good? Ooh, what kind of good? Ooh, the good you're looking for, baby. (laughs) A sex toy company has employed the help of AI scientists and data researchers to research and code the most real, lifelike blowjob ever performed by a handheld toy. The company behind the toy, which is called the Autoblow AI, didn't want another toy to just do the repetitive mechanical motions. Instead, the AI functionality promises to replicate the nuanced and unpredictable motions of a real human blowjob. In order to do this, the company asked a team of six researchers and coders to watch and annotate 109 hours of porn and hired machine learning engineers to create a model to take all that data and translate it into what the toy does. This entire process took three years and cost the company $30,000. So um, all the research was put together in a document called The Blowjob Paper, And this study is full of algorithmic research into how people give (laughs) blowjobs. Yeah, so we're going to have uh, a robot be able to give us blowjobs. Now, this is mainly for guys. Sorry, ladies. Maybe there will be some sort of tongue one soon. It does come with both a vaginal and anal sleeve for those who prefer that. And if you go to the crowdfunding page... You can see video of it, and you can see some of the research. The product will be shipping out in May 2019, and today we are announcing that if we receive 20 more patrons, I will do, I will air a video (laughs) 
of myself testing it out live on Patreon. And then Patreon will shut us down permanently for <laughs> yeah. graphic content. So my question is, um, if this is intended to be a real life like blowjob, how long does it take for the AI's jaw to get sore and need a break? Well, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to deal with <laughs> problems that come along with humans. The robot could blow you for as long as you need. <laughs> but but Man, seriously. Just, just taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the robots again. First it was the Chinese. Now it's the Chinese robots. Um, in all seriousness, though, could this be successful like do we think people actually want this i mean people buy sex toys so yeah here's what i'm afraid i'm afraid this is going to set up a dangerous snowball effect where we just lose interest in human contact because why bother with a human when a robot can do it perfectly and never say no (laughs) i mean (laughs) people say the same thing about smartphones And there's there's probably going to be cool modes like there's going to be like an edging mode. There's going to be like a do it as fast as possible mode. There's going to be like a slow and steady mode, so you can do it for like an hour without coming. <laughs> that sounds almost painful. I wish they asked me for information on how I give blowjobs because I've heard I give really good ones. Maybe you can contribute to the 2.0. Yeah, these things are really gross though. They are, and I like the fleshlights and the the pocket oh. pussies. You gotta oh. wash them out. I'm like retching over here. <laughs> I I tried to use one once, and I hated it. The fleshlight. It was mats. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it just feels like rubber and latex, and you're holding this flashlight like thing, and. There's nothing sexy about it to me. But I think sex toys are funnier than they are sexy. Mm-hmm. They look so ridiculous. Yeah, they do. I never use sex toys. Um, so that's coming down the pipeline. I hope to see it on Shark Tank one day. Somebody pitching it to Mr. Wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get some funding for it. <laughs> well, uh, Thankfully, this is a point in the show where we can get clean. We have a quick word from one of our sponsors, BioClarity. I have always had trouble finding skincare routines that were effective enough to get rid of blackheads, but gentle enough not to leave my face super agitated. BioClarity is a clean, green skincare line that helps me get naturally glowing skin that's 100% vegan and cruelty-free. What I love about BioClarity is if I fall off the wagon and forget to use it for a couple of days... Once I get back on my routine, the results come pretty quickly. That's because BioClarity contains Floralux, which is made from chlorophyll. Now, I know it doesn't shock anyone at home that I like consuming green things that relax me, but BioClarity is different because it relaxes my skin by depositing so many botanical ingredients and leaving it soft and glowing. The essentials routine for normal or dry skin is perfect for the fall and winter. It's just three easy steps, cleanse, restore, and hydrate. This routine contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argan, olive, and shea, plus Floralux. 
This routine is super hydrating but lightweight, and it helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that is 100% vegan plus cruelty and gluten-free. Get started with healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code M-I-L. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code M-I-L. Facebook is back in the news, but not in the way you guys might be expecting. According to a new Pew Research study, young users are breaking up with Facebook, kind of. Uh, Pew surveyed about 3,400 Facebook users and found that 44% of those aged 18 to 29 say they've deleted the app from their phones in the last year. When looking at all age groups combined, they found that 26% say they deleted the app and 42% say that they've just taken a break for several weeks or so. Uh, So this is kind of interesting, but one of the things that uh, is good to keep in mind is that it doesn't necessarily spell bad news for Facebook because the social media site has seen some growth in popularity overseas. And that's something that the new study did not take into effect. But it is interesting to note that Facebook is clearly losing popularity in the United States among millennials who, of course, are responsible for the site's rise to the top. Uh, One thing that the study didn't do as well is ask users why they decided to delete their apps, but it's not hard for researchers or any of us to kind of connect the the dots and think that it might have to do with some of the headlines they've been making lately. Uh, And there's been a lot of scandals for sure. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they didn't ask them why they deleted Facebook. But look, like Facebook is just another trend on the internet. It, it was exclusive to colleges, then they opened it up, so it lost a little of its luster. And then parents started coming in, and it it lost more of its luster. And then it just got freaking bloated, and the the news, the fake news disaster, and the memes, and all this other shit you really don't want to see in her Facebook feeds, you know, and the stress over what people are doing, and the relationships, and oh my god. I don't even know why I look at Facebook anymore. I'm, I, but I am just in the habit of looking. Um, that uh, anyway, it's Facebook is just not trendy anymore. But lucky for them, uh, they bought Instagram a few years ago, and Instagram is the social network in the United States that's absolutely absolutely killing it right now. So I don't feel too bad for Facebook. They they've they've got Instagram, and I bet Instagram has at least a few more years in it terms of what's hot well they've definitely got it coming you know if they end up shutting down they haven't really kept their promises to keep sensitive information safe for people that use them and um i don't know barring that i feel like a lot of people it's very trendy right now to take a social media detox or social media vacation so right um i don't know if we'll ever see a day where facebook is completely gone like myspace is technically still around but it definitely isn't the first social media site that I think people gravitate towards this day and age. Yeah. yeah. Facebook is the new MySpace. <laughs> really you know what? Is. I, I, I kind of disagree, though, because people are so dependent on some of Facebook's services, like Messenger, like Instagram, that Facebook as a company, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I just mean the sort of main Facebook platform. Yeah. All of its like auxiliary functions, yeah, those those are pretty solid. I actually really like 
Facebook Messenger and Instagram, but I hate Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're stuck on Facebook for life, though, aren't we? <sighs> I know. Probably. And it's mainly because, like, we've got our show group on there. and Well, and I'm just thinking, like, at this point, I have 12 years of my life documented on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to start again anywhere else? I, I just... I like that all my photos are here, all my friends are here, all my posts. I like the on this day stuff. It's just, it's just, it's such an important part of our lives now. There's no going back, I don't think. Hmm. There's no switching. So. Until we die. Like when our generation dies, I think Facebook dies. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. That's a good question. Like, let's say, you know, my sister just had her kid. Uh, back in April. Is he going to have a Facebook one day? Mm. Probably not. I mean, even when you look at people who are like the half generation younger than us, they're just so much less likely to be on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, all the kids are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not even on Snapchat anymore. All the kids going to Instagram. I know because I, I got little cousins. <laughs> and we're just over here trying to be cool and act like we know how to use Instagram. <laughs> Pam knows. I know. Fuck I you, try. Laura. I'm down with the kids. Yeah, okay. I don't use Instagram stories yet because I mm. feel like once I switch to that, there's once I start, there's no stopping. Uh, so I've been resisting. Get on that train. It's great. You know what I hate? I hate that feature where you can see who sees it. I would prefer to not be able to see who sees my posts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You always know who your number one stalker is. Yeah, that, and, like, then I'm thinking about who is looking, who isn't looking, why aren't they looking, why are they looking so quickly? Like, it's, I <laughs> I don't need that information in my life. <laughs> you just need to forget it's there. Wait, is I that only know. with Instagram stories? Yes. No, Snapchat lets you see who's okay. seen your stuff, too. Oh, that, that too, yeah. But not like... Instagram stories will tell you. I had a right. moment of panic because I thought you were talking about just Instagram in general. No, not the usual posts yeah because i was about to say uh, there's gonna be some awkward conversations (laughs) (laughs) i gave up on snapchat stories though because everybody moved to instagram Mm -hmm. you know for instagram you want to be making sure you're looking your best self our next sponsor this week is beachbody on demand fall is here and with winter around the corner you might be finding it a little difficult to leave the house to run errands or head to the gym after a long day at work it's hard enough heading back out to work out and the colder weather doesn't make it any easier this is why you need to try beachbody on demand while their name has beachbody in the title this isn't about getting you a magazine cover beachbody that is frankly impossible to achieve this is about giving your body the exercise that it needs we're all moving less than ever and since we're also busier than ever We need a workout solution that fits our schedule and our budgets. This is where Beachbody On Demand comes in. You can give yourself fantastic workouts in the comfort of your own home. This is the workout program my boyfriend has been using for years, and I can unequivocally tell you that, yes, it is possible to work out at home for less than $10 per month and receive results that are going to make you feel good about yourself. While Pat is currently in the middle of his second run-through of 80-Day Obsession, I like workouts that are a little less intense. I'm a big fan of the dance workout programs over on Beachbody. The truth is, there's a workout program on here for you. 
There are hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, high interval training to yoga. I really want you to try Beachbody On Demand because it's the solution for getting in shape on your time and at a price point that is affordable. It's cheaper than any gym. And right now we have an offer that is a no-brainer deal. Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you text MIL to 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, the results plan to get you super fast results, and support totally free. Again, just text MIL to 303030. You're really going to like it. It is time now for... Surprise! Surprise! Surprise, bitch! And today we're going to call Claire. Claire, I hear you're hosting House of Cards Season 6. Hello. Hi, Claire. Yes? Surprise, bitch! It's Millennial. What's up? Oh my god, shut the fuck up! (laughs) Hello, Claire. How are you? I'm amazing. So much better. I literally looked at this number and was like, there's four zeros at the end of this number. This has to be fake. <laughs> I could hear it in your tone of voice when you picked up. You were like, hello. Hi. Who the fuck is this? Me? Oh, my God. So glad it's you guys. <laughs> so so where are you from? Uh, well, I, I'm actually from New Jersey. Andrew, like not too far away from where you're from. So I'm from like middle of nowhere, New Jersey. You know what? I... I was going to ask that because I noticed your 856 area code, yes. which is <laughs> the neighboring uh, my 609 area code. <laughs> but you're in Michigan now, huh? Yeah. So um, I went out there for law school and then I lived out there for a while and I actually uh, don't live there anymore. I live in Maryland now. I'm doing like a little pinball thing all over the place. But yeah, Michigan was good to me. I was so glad, Andrew that you moved to Chicago. I was so proud of you being brave, brave in the cold. Oh, thank you so much. I've been yeah. enjoying it so far. And, and Laura, I actually just went to Atlanta for the first time. Oh, how did you like it? It was amazing. You have such a nice home, like home city, not <laughs> your house. I did not suffer. <laughs> I love how it sits behind that tree and you got I that nice little like garden. That window so nice and you don't lock your doors ever. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the Hillary standee through the window. <laughs> you oh probably could, honestly. What did you do <laughs> while you were here? Well, um, my boyfriend and I went for our anniversary. We went to um, we went to the ballet. There was the like Harlem dance troupe was in town. They were phenomenal. Uh, we actually were there the weekend of Pride. We saw Stacey yeah. Abrams, and I lost my shit. <laughs> Isn't she incredible? She is so great. And if I start talking about her, I won't stop. So I'll it off <laughs> I feel you. I'm in the same boat as you. So so getting back to you, though, uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about your law background. Are you practicing law? Yeah. So I'm uh, right now I'm a public defender in Maryland. Um, and that has been crazy. But I'm hoping to switch gears a little bit because that student loan debt is real rough. <laughs> we all feel you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm in court. I'm in court like all the time. But yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll leave it there, guys. This has been so amazing. This is so great. So so you mentioned uh, Stacey Abrams. Have you voted yet? Early voted? Actually, it's hilarious that you asked that. I early voted today. Nice. Oh my God. 
Yeah. That's it's beautiful like it was timing. Fate. Yeah. I think it was. It is, and I'm really not mad about it at all. <laughs> Did you get a sticker, like an I voted sticker? Yeah, and they actually, it specified, it says, I voted early. And oh, so I thought cool. that was like a little, like, sis boomba, I'm really, uh, I'm a, like brown noser, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that was what that sticker said to me. That's a nice little bit of shade to throw at people who haven't voted yet. I voted early. Yeah, I voted early. What are all you other losers doing? <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys um, canvassed at all this election season? Yes. How did you like it? I loved it. Um, I've done some phone banking. Uh, I did a postcard writing sprint for the ACLU, which my wrist Damn, hurt girl. really bad afterwards. Um, but it was totally worth it. What about you? Well, so I actually, I tried to go canvassing and I I say try because I went like an hour early and I was like, oh, the doors are locked. So I'm definitely not here at the right time. And then I went back like an hour later and there was still nobody there. So I, I don't know, maybe they just didn't have anyone staffing the early hours. It was a couple weekends ago and I live in like a very, very Republican area of Maryland. So not a whole lot of Democrats. Oh, are you Sorry. on the Eastern Shore? Yes, I am. <laughs> I know what you mean. Cool girl. It is it is Trump country out here. I tell you yeah, what. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. Well, shifting over to social media, we talked a lot about um the what we hope is like the slow and steady downfall of Facebook. Um, what is your social media platform of choice? So for actual substantive updates on people in my life, I love Instagram. But when I want to kind of like troll the, you know, bowels of humanity, Twitter, I get just sucked into a Twitter vortex. Uh-huh. Same here. But you don't use fe- Facebook much? Honestly, it's kind of collecting dust. And the only time I really will post is to post pictures. And mostly when my boyfriend nags me, he's like, we took a lot of really good pictures in Atlanta. Like, when are they going to go on the internet? That, my <laughs> fucking dad does the same thing to my mom, because my dad doesn't have a Facebook. Really? But he uses my mom's Facebook account on his phone to stalk everybody else. And like, when when uh, a good picture is ever taken of him, he's like, oh, Heidi, why don't you upload that photo? Why don't you upload that photo? I'm like, dad, why don't you get your own Facebook instead of living through my mom's Facebook, you creep? Anyway. Right. Get your own get your own, Dad. Yeah. Why isn't why isn't your boyfriend uploading these photos himself? Right. That's that's a good question. I've basically been like, I'll just send them to you and then you do them. Like I I there really don't care. I have them on my phone. I can look at them. That's all I need. How long have you two been together? We actually uh part of going to Atlanta was celebrating our three years. So it's been it's been some oh, time. This is my this is my longest relationship. We're actually getting ready to move in together, which is super exciting. Oh, oh, oh that's all right, exciting. All right, yeah, yeah that's exciting. But let me give you some tips. You, you need oh, your me, time alone. Have enjoy some time alone. You know, schedule some activities for yourself, not Got involving it. him. Uh, keep things fresh. You know, <laughs> uh, create surprises. Create fun moments for you two as a couple. So like answer uh, the door in a trench coat and nothing. Is that everything? <laughs> yes. Yes. That seems like some fun role playing, I guess. That okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, split all the bills. Uh, oh, yeah. Pet? These are all great tips. These are all great tips. We do not have pets. Um, I, I love dogs, but I just like it's it's too much effort for the amount of time that I'm out of the house. Like it's just I wouldn't be able to really care for the like dog in the way that I need yeah. to. And cats. 
I'm really allergic to them. So mm. looks are like it's both... going to be a fish or something. <laughs> are you both clean people? What do you, no, not really. Oh, well, <laughs> if you're both a mess, that's okay. But if like one of you is clean and the other one is a mess, then that could be a problem. The, the issue is going to be the dishes because I am an absolute monster when it comes to leaving my dishes in the sink. I have no shame about it. And living by myself has made me realize that like, I need a roommate because otherwise I just won't do the dishes for like weeks. Yeah. And he is the total opposite. So he's going to keep me in line for that. Yeah. You it's like- sound just like me and Mark. <laughs> that in our relationship, he is the organized one. <laughs> I am not. I'm getting better though. Mainly because when he walks into my home and he sees dishes in my sink, he just looks at me just in disgust <laughs> See, until I'm worst- ashamed enough to wash them. <laughs> I, and I feel that same shame. It's like a, and it's, you wash the different, the dishes differently when you're doing it for shame purposes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like actually care about if the dishes are clean. If, if, uh, cause Daniel will come in and like, he'll look at the dishes and then he won't say anything, but eventually like, you know, we'll make a new dish. Like we had dinner and then he'll just clean all the dishes. I get paranoid about glasses and dishes too. Like sometimes Paddle leaves them out like in the living room area. I'm like, ew, why is that still sitting there? It's been empty for an hour. Get Move that. Move that to where it belongs oh, immediately. No. Okay, that's a little much. Is it? Yeah. I just you, like an orderly household. I think you need to like unclench just a, li- a little bit. Like let it be there for two hours. How about two hours? I need to unclench. Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> Unclench that butthole, Andrew, and let that glass sit there for more than an hour. <laughs> no, Just more I than can't. an hour. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> uh, all right, Claire. Well, you're a great listener. Thank you so much for your support. It was thank nice speaking guys. with you. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you so much for doing the podcast. I've been a fan since MuggleCast and, you know, been with you guys ever since, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys are, you know, Doing it even though Matt and Elisa are doing their whole, you know, I'm smart and I'm going to school thing. Yeah, yeah I what's mean, up with that? I call them traitors, right. but God, say something nicer. That's Wanting funny. to better themselves academically, what day? I know, losers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad that you guys have kept going strong. And I also love Pam. So Awesome. She's here too. She's just quietly listening. <laughs> I went the whole time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claire, have a good night. Thank you for Thank your you, Claire. support. Goodbye, Absolutely. Claire. Bye, I'll watch bye, you guys. in the new season of House of Cards, coming <laughs> soon to Netflix. Coming soon, minus Kevin Spacey, thankfully. I touch buzz. Good night, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I was thinking of hanging up right after I said that, but that would have been very... <laughs> that would have been so mean. Um. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Anyway, she was sweet. We have one more sponsor today. You know what's not smart? Not voting in the midterms. You know what else is not smart? Removing a like button from a social network. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply, so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. 
And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. We're at the end of the episode. This is our final episode before the midterms. Laura, can you please explain to everybody why it's so important to vote? Yes. So as Andrew said, this coming Tuesday, November 6th is election day here in the United States. It is our last chance, well, our last best chance, as it were, to elect leaders who will actually stand up to the Trump administration and set this country right. The reason why it's our last best chance is because Democrats don't control shit right now. And we've also lost the Supreme Court for a generation. So now (laughs) the only thing we can do is fight to take back at least the House. At least the House, guys. So voting is not charity. It's not optional. It's not a privilege. It's a right and it's a responsibility now more than ever. So if you don't vote, you're part of the problem. Don't be part of the problem. You need to take an hour or two off of work. Tell your boss now that you will be turning out to the polls on Tuesday, November 6th. Now, if you aren't sure where to vote, you can go to yourfuckingpollingplace.com. I'm not kidding. That's a real website. And that will tell you where your your, uh, voting location is. You can also find this in your state's voter portal. Um, also something we've talked about on the show before is provisional ballots. So if you show up to vote and they claim that you aren't registered or try turning you away for any reason, if you request a provisional ballot, they must give you one. It is the law. A provisional ballot allows you to cast your vote on election day, no matter what. However, it won't be officially counted until the questions surrounding your eligibility are resolved, but you still get to vote and it still does get counted ultimately. And finally, if you experience any problems on election day, you need to call 866-OUR-VOTE. That's O-U-R-V-O-T-E. This number connects you with representatives at the Election Protection Coalition, the country's largest nonprofit and nonpartisan organization dedicated to protecting every American's right to vote. They'll guide you through whatever problems you're facing. So there's no reason not to go to the polls. This is dire. Oh my god. Sorry, but it's true. <sighs> I know, I agree. I'm just I'm just oh my godding like god. Oh my god, fix this, please god. I know. If you're just up there. vote. Just fucking vote because like as a generation we have the lowest voter turnout and yet we have the most eligible voters. If we all just voted, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Do we dare make a prediction tonight? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, I won't have this happen again because this happened two years ago on this show. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right. You're right. We're just going to knock on wood. I will say that there is a lot of interest in this election and it's very inspiring. And I hope it continues not just through this one, but through 2020 and beyond and that we won't get fooled again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, coming up in after dark today i have so i mentioned that i flew to uh, california and i had a travel experience that i wouldn't wish on my worst enemy so i'm going to talk about that story and since we're talking about that we're going to play two truths one lie travel edition so 
Each of us will share two truths and one lie relating to our travels over the years, and the other two people will have to figure out which one is the lie. So that'll be fun. And if we have time, we will also do uh, Hidden from the Headlines. Yeah, so this is also the last in the last couple of days that you're going to be able to take advantage of our uh, voter registration Patreon promotion. If you're not currently a patron and you want to try out our bonus content, we will give you your first month of the $5 tier over at patreon.com slash millennial for free. If you sign up and email us a scanned copy of your voter registration status, it's that easy. I just set this up for somebody who emailed in right before the show. And uh, she's good to go. We will be releasing our next episode on Thursday. So that'll be two days after election night. We'll record on Wednesday night to react react to whatever the hell happens during these midterms. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully we will heal our wounds from the 2016 election. (laughs) And if... um, If you want to talk, hit us up in our Facebook group over on Patreon or over on Twitter. We'll be around. We'll help each other out no matter what happens. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm a girl who's going to lose her fucking mind if you guys don't vote next week. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Pamela. Bye, everybody. Bye. So if the midterms go really badly, we should open up the next episode with like a symphony of all of us screaming. (laughs) What is that song like? uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Three million songs. (laughs) No, we can just open it with Trump's favorite song. You can't. (laughs) with the sobbing in the background do you know i get like so much satisfaction every time a musician sends trump a cease and desist letter oh yeah pharrell with happy this week yeah it's just like you know what good because you don't deserve that yeah